Good evening and welcome to Going Inward with Brandy Vesna. This episode is going to be very raw, emotional, and authentic. All right, so I really want to discuss navigating life storms. This is definitely one of the hardest times in my life. Um, Within the last two weeks, I have lost two extremely important people in my life. My lifelong best friend who I grew up with. And we had our arguments. We had things that we went through. But there will never be a question whether or not we loved each other. It was just, I always thought that, you know, we'd get back together like we always did. We would not talk for certain amounts of time. But then eventually we'd work through whatever we were going through and straighten things out. But over the Christmas holidays, my best friend of my like whole life died in her sleep from complications of diabetes. 40 years old. Kelsey. Somebody I knew from the time I was eight and she was nine. We played baseball together and her dad brought me back to their house between baseball games to have supper and (laughs) made us pierogi dinner. And I asked if they had seasoning salt. And from then that just solidified our friendships. And we played baseball together. We went to junior high and high school. We went through the, some of the roughest times of my life. Um, in our twenties, I was battling with my own addictions and she took a step away from me. And then, you know, coming into our early thirties and we had just been there, you know, our entire lives together. And that one hit like a ton of bricks because I had regrets that I didn't say the things, you know, that I wanted to say to her. or We just didn't get that time to make up. But when you watch somebody suffer and they're sick and they're sick for like 17 years, it's hard. And I can forgive myself for, you know, the distance between us and, you know, part of grieving is also feeling guilty Guilt and grief are synonymous. They go together. And um, I know we loved each other and we will always love each other. But after Kel's passed, you know, I made a real point of eating well and just really taking care of my health there for a little while because I could feel how exhausted, how tired, and how heartbroken I felt. And I knew the importance of just really slowing down and just getting my sleep and drinking my water and eating a healthy lunch in order to prepare for going back to work. So I'm back to my 9 to 5 part-time teaching, and it's going really, really well. I'm grateful for the opportunity to make an impact with kids and make a wage because I'll continue to manifest more in my life. But right now I really welcome the distraction of, you know, being focused and present because things went really downhill with my Uncle Norm. He fought so hard. He was so valiant. And for 17 months, 
he tried his damnedest. And he was pretty good. Like, you know, I'll never forget the day when he called me and told me that he had cancer. My life will never be the same. Now, for some of you who just, like, think, like, that's your uncle, you know, like, he wasn't just my uncle. I wrote Alberta Rose about him and my grandparents and my mother, you know, coming back from Alberta pregnant with me. And while she was pregnant, my mom or my uncle made her laugh through all the storms. You know, my papa wouldn't talk to her. And it was a terrible shaming experience, but she had her little brother who was good to her. And then from the time I was born, we were like best friends, like best friends. For those of you who aren't used to the intensity of somebody else's emotions, I I don't apologize, but I might feel a tad uncomfortable hearing me cry. And I told you this, this podcast, I just got to let it out because um, there's no way around this grief that I feel. So anyhow, my uncle did not want chemo. And he had, like, the most aggressive form of pancreatic cancer. We raised a lot of money for him to be able to get start his treatments. They were, like, $18,000 to start vitamin C treatments until we could get he could get to Germany to start the isotope uh, radiation therapy that he was getting. First person, first person in the entire world, you know, Little Norm came in for this weekend and we both had a cry and saying his name will be in there, like 58-year-old Canadian male. His name will forever be in the research of isotope therapy that they're doing in cancer research. Um, he didn't do it in vain. But he was taking, both him and his wife Lyle were driving two times a week to see Dr. Caesar here in Winnipeg getting vitamin C treatment and it kept the cancer at bay and it kept him alive until he could get treatment. So he went from August of 2020 to May 2021 before getting his first treatment in Germany. And most people who get pancreatic cancer die very quickly. But he was thriving when he came back from Germany. And then the second treatment, when he went back in July, after that, that's when things had gone downhill. He got really sick with nausea, and my uncle never drank or done drugs. He was the only person in my entire life who never did drugs or drank. And he, unfortunately, like to help with the nausea and whatnot, he was given a variety, like a mixture of different synthetic um, cannabis and different things to help that it wasn't good. He was, he was like in a stupor almost and the nausea was so terrible and eventually um, a stint was had to put, was put in his stomach. And once that stint went in, that's when things really went downhill. Um, And that's because the stint was put in to, because there was growth, with the cancer in his stomach. My uncle loved to eat. My uncle, my uncle loved to eat. He did. He was six foot, 
five tall man who loved to play guitar and laugh and play sports and eat. And like, he was like the life of the party. He lit up any room that he went in and he couldn't eat. And certain foods, like most foods, cause they had to be minced or pureed with the stint. And he, he like noticeably lost a lot of weight and he was, it didn't make him feel good. I'll just say that. So he was brave, even though he was sick and he didn't feel good and he was in pain. And he went back with my mom to Germany for that third treatment. Every single one of you who bought raffle tickets, who donated to the GoFundMe page, who went to the Stones party at the Birchwood, who helped, who just, you know, texted him and was kind. Thank you. And he fought, and he fought, and he didn't give up. And he said it was the love of his family and the support of his friends and community that kept him going. Anyhow, um, things just got progressively worse and his body started to shut down. He always sang the song called Small Town by John Mellencamp. And there's a lyric in there that says... I'll die in a small town. So my uncle took his last breaths in Pine Falls, Manitoba. A town that he loved. He worked at that mill for over 20 years. He loved that job. He loved his friends. He loved working on the charging floor. He worked in the TMP. He loved Pine Falls. I grew up out there. I lived with him in grade 8, grade 12. I did my student, my first year student teaching in Pine Falls. I played baseball. I drank. I dated. It's a part of our, you know, that'll always be a part of me. But um, my uncle passed away on January 11th, 2022, on a Tuesday. This is the hardest thing I've ever been through. Now, I love my dog, Copper, and my heart was devastated. And I mean, grief is like that. <coughs> you can mention Copper's name and I, my eyes still well up. But with this in comparison to my auntie sis who passed 18 years ago and my grandma, they both had committed suicide within a month of each other. My mom, my mom's sister and my dad's mother. I did not have the coping skills. I did not love myself. I didn't have a support system. I did not have routines and, you know, healthy habits in place. I was a young woman who had a lot of self-hatred and a lot of fears, doubts, and insecurities. And I pushed that all down. And not until I sobered up, like about eight years later, did I allow myself to cry and grieve and feel those feelings? Cause I pushed that down so far because in those days I thought that crying was weak and vulnerability was not an option for me. Now what I have to say in comparison to then to now is number one, I'm sober. I have a support system. I have healthy habits. 
And I also have routines that carry me through. Like I just had a conversation with my trainer today. Like my mental health is the priority right now because I don't even have the energy to, you know, basically having a shower and cooking a meal takes a lot of effort right now. So factoring in, you know, reducing my, my caloric intake and, you know, running and lifting weights like right now. No. I'll get there. But at this point in time, the best thing that I can do is be kind to myself. So those of you who are navigating life's rough stuff and you're experiencing grief, whether it's, you know, loss of a job, loss of a marriage, loss of a loved one. I can say this in comparison that the only way through grief is to just keep moving and experience it and allow the feelings to flow the hurts, the sadness, the laughter, the fun times, all of it. You just got to let it out. Because if you don't let it out and you push it down, it's going to come out like a volcano in other ways. And also really, really, really take care of yourself. If you've just psychologically gone through a breakup, which is devastating, just prioritize sleep and eating. You know, don't put a whole bunch of pressure on yourself if you are like in a psychological state where you're depressed and sad and not functioning at your best. Just one foot in front of the other, brushing your teeth, having a shower, drinking water, making sure you're eating like the basics, like self-care, prioritize that and be so kind to yourself. Grief is very much a private and a social experience. My counselor and I talked about this yesterday. You know, one of my girlfriends just came over with a delicious pot of homemade soup, fried bannock, nice buns, and um, a beautiful gift. And I was open, and before in the past I would say no, because I didn't want to be vulnerable, but I allowed my friend to come nurture me and bring food and feed me and be kind. And that was beautiful. I've had an outpouring of people sending me messages and prayer, like praying for my family and I. Um, beautiful flowers sent. Like it's unimaginable how beautiful and kind people can be because we all experience loss. We all experience grief at some point in time in our lives. And privately, like, I mean, I cry and I cry and I cry and I'm okay and I cry and I'm okay and I laugh and I scream and like, that's okay, because that's what I need to do to allow this energy out of my body, because I'm telling you, my heart is broken. It's also really important to spend time with those you care about and people who care about you. I no longer allow people who are, you know, around me to diminish me. Only people who build me up, not break me down, are allowed near me. My last podcast was all about reciprocity. And, you know, unless you're rowing the canoe with me, not shooting holes at the bottom, I don't want you anywhere near me. There are people who I thought cared a little bit more about me to see how I'm doing. But the ones who do, they're there, they're solid, they're kind, and they are consistent. And that's who I give my time to. And that's who deserves my time. Same with you. If you're going through any sort of grief or loss, allow yourself to slow down. It's okay to slow down. Like right now, 
I don't really want to talk about my music um, with my band. I just need a little space right now. We have some gigs coming up, some really great ones in February. We'll get there. But right now, today, I rescheduled my photo shoot for my brand new single. It's just, I have really bad bags under my eyes, and I don't have the energy. And that's okay, so two weeks from now, I'll do it instead. Tara and my photographer, no prob, you know? We love each other. But it's okay to slow down and take that time for yourself when you need it. And it's okay. Everything gets to be done. Like, I'm not creating a whole bunch of brand new content right now on social media, but I have a lot of great content already created that I can reshare, thankfully. So I'm not putting that pressure on myself. You know, people aren't going to forget about me in a week because I'm not creating as much content as I usually do. I just need to go inward and that's okay because that's how I take care of myself in times when it's like psychologically damaging what I've gone through. My spirit is so broken, but little by little I will piece myself together with my support system and every effort that I am willing to make. So I just want to come in here and share my experiences in terms of, you know, navigating life's roughest storms. Just really, you got to go through it, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, slow down, don't get stuck in guilt, because like I said, it's synonymous with grief, spend time with those you love, and just allow yourself to really, really experience what you're going through, both socially and privately. I thank you so much to my listeners, I love you can't believe it's been over a year since October since I started podcasting. I'm super grateful to be able to do this work and to have a purpose. And don't worry, I will bounce back sooner than later. I'm just taking the time that I need. I love you. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next episode. Marcy. Bye. (laughs) 